Hey everybody, you're tuning in to Mad About It. Uh, I'm your host, Becky, Becky with the good hair. That's right, it's me. Today, today again, this podcast is mostly angry, but sometimes it's not. Um, I guess in a way, I'm a little bit angry about this. I'm angry about how little people know about this. Um, I'm angry about how some people think that this doesn't even exist. I'm really angry about that. But I couldn't be less angry about what this is. Uh, couldn't be ang- couldn't be less angry about the topic of today's episode. Uh, the topic of today's episode is the female orgasm. Yep, it does exist. Uh, if you try to tell me that it doesn't, I will, uh, well, I was just about to harass and intimidate you, um, so I won't, but I will harass and intimidate you in my mind, uh, viciously, if you, uh, if you think that the female orgasm doesn't exist. So we're going to talk about, uh, female sexuality, we're going to talk about, uh, uh, human sexuality, inevitably you know, just in general, and, you know, there will probably be, like, you know, some, like, little dribbles of mentions of men's at some point, but I, who cares, it's all about the ladies, for sure, um, so, yeah, I, I'm, like, really excited about this, this was definitely, um, I definitely, I, I, I gave this to, as, like, a treat to myself, I was, like, because I was like, man, if I do that hate crime episode, I'm going to get so sad. I'm going to get so upset. You know, I already spent a lot of time just like, you know, reading the news and getting angry. So um, I told myself, all right, I'm going to do the hate crime episode. And then I get to do this. So this is my this is my treat to myself. This is my treat yourself. <laughs> doing a podcast episode on how to make ladies come. Um, so, Yeah. Uh, female sexuality, it's a little bit elusive, I, I don't know why, I think the only reason it's elusive is because, uh, there's so much preference, uh, put towards men's sexuality, and it's also, a big part of it is that, uh, you know, women are supposed to be prudes, women are, women are not supposed to have sexual urges, women aren't supposed to come, you know, the man's orgasm provides the sperm, which creates babies inside a woman it does not matter to or to some people whether or not the woman comes during the sex that the sperm gets put up her you know what i mean but fun fact like early early uh early settlers uh, Puritan, early Puritan American settlers. You know how America was settled by Puritans? Yeah, the Puritans had these, like, handbooks on just, just elaborate, elaborate handbooks on how to pleasure your wife. Because, I mean, there's a, there's some science to when a woman orgasms, uh, something happens in her vagina that, like, sucks the sperm up. You know what I mean? So, like, if she if she comes, it definitely makes it easier for her to get pregnant. So, like, if you're trying to conceive, you should totally try to make her come. But, uh, if you're, uh, it doesn't, it's not necessary. You know what I mean? But the Puritans caught on to this. 
So they had all these elaborate books on how to, how to, how to, how to, how to pleasure your wife because uh, making the woman come was a really essential part of fertility and a good, healthy marriage in the eyes of God. So, um, yeah, there's definitely, Puritans get a bad rap, but, uh, that exists, so we can't hate them too much. But, uh, you know, so we know that, uh, if you come, it makes you more likely to get pregnant. So, like, even Mike Pence, even Mike Pence should be forced to acknowledge the glory of the female orgasm. It helps impregnation. And isn't it, well, isn't that what it's all about at the end of the day? Being an incubator. Isn't that the goal? Sorry about it. Uh, I know that, uh, uh, all of my listeners are exclusively uh, Pence haters and also my all of my listeners are the sort of people that would get real upset if they heard a woman be referred to as an incubator so if that upset you I apologize and I am especially sorry that I did it twice uh, moving on okay so alright so we know that female sexuality exists we've established this <laughs> So now that we know it exists, we have to talk about bare minimum what our parts are. So we got we got like the whole body, first off. It's all covered in skin. You know, we got bones, we got organs, we got we got tissues, we got then we got hair, we got eyes, you know, we got skin. Skin, I'm gonna argue, is is everybody's number one sexual organ like we're all walking around with our biggest sex organ just hanging out for everybody to see it's it's our skin all right um so once once you once you once you acknowledge that that skin is a sex organ everything else is just pure uh pure pure joy everything is amazing so next let's just go talk about our lips talk about our mouths let's talk about our you know since we were talking about our eyes and our face and stuff our lips and our mouths i mean i feel like most people just kind of think about those things for talking and like eating and uh throwing up and going to the doctor and they put the tongue thingy in your, you know, uh, so like most people just kind of think about their mouth as like their mouth, they don't really think about their mouth as like being made of the same tissues as a vagina, you know but mouths and vaginas are like very very similar Um, you know, our vaginas unfortunately do not have tongues but um, if you ask me that's on the horizon. <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's uh there's uh yeah. Certainly if women can't get tongues in their pussies, then they'll get the robots to have tongues in their pussies. You know what I mean? Like tongue in your pussy is going to be an expectation in the future, y'all. Um so uh yeah, just just let that sink in for a bit. All right. So our mouth is a sex organ. Um, 
before we move on to boobies, I'm gonna give a brief shout out to ears. I feel like ears are uh, secretly very, very sexual. Like they've been hiding, they've been hiding from me my whole life, but uh, recently ears have been introduced to me as definitely, distinctly, uh, irreversibly on the table as far as sex organs are concerned. I really feel like there are now two clitorises on the side of my head. That's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. So, uh, ears gonna put it on the table. A uh, sex organ for a female sex organ. Um, your boobs obviously are on the table as a female sex organ. Uh, some people have real sensitive boobs. Some people don't have sensitive boobs like at all. Some people have insensitive boobs. Can you believe it? Insensitive boobs. I, ha- I dated a girl. I dated a girl with insensitive boobs. Um, it was so, it was so boring. I've never been so, I just love boobs. And like my boobs are really sensitive. So like, that's like the, you know, immediately like, if, you know, it's like the first thing I think about, like, let's, let's talk about your boobs, you know? Um, if they're not sensitive, then they don't like it when you play with them, you know, because they're not, it's not, you're not getting any, they're not getting anything out of it. So yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a sexual compatibility thing, you know, I don't want to, obviously like boobs cannot be a deal breaker. Like a a physical body part should not ever be a, a deal breaker for anybody, but, um, it might be a sign, you know what I mean? It might be a sign of incompatibility. Like, that's you know combined with other incompatibilities would be a reason you know what i mean but uh yeah you obviously you should not break up with somebody because of boobs but uh you should also uh maybe not force yourself to be with somebody that you have no sexual chemistry with that's a later topic we should talk about that later but um so anyway your boobs totally on the table as a sex organ uh some people their boobs are so sensitive that they are like, you know, that they, they can only be touched for a certain amount of time. Like they're like, my, I, I, I don't know, I don't keep talking about myself, but um, I definitely, you know, like after a little while, it's like, all right, stop it. You know, I don't want to, you know, and especially uh, the sensitivity, uh, you know, as women, we have uh, hormone cycles throughout the month. And um, while they do not have anything to do with our ability to govern, they, are, they, they do, you know, in my experience, have a pretty big impact on the sensitivity of my nipples. So, like, you know, that's got to be on the table for other people, too. I can't, I can't imagine I'm the only person in the world whose boobs get more and less sensitive throughout the month. Can I get a what-what? Or can I get an ouch-ouch? Stop it. Or, um, yeah. Okay. So, your boobs can be either senseless or senselessly sensitive. Now, let's go on. I'm going to go ahead and say that the midriff, especially the side area sections, it's a highly individualized part of the body. Everybody experiences this this differently. You know, um, I bet there's some people that, like, love being caressed on their sides. All I do is get the tickles, and then I just have spasms. So, um... You know, I'm sure that that's a highly individualized thing. We're going to talk about erogenous zones later. But, um, so let's go straight. Let's go straight to the, the genital area. All right. So, 
If you don't know what a vagina looks like, I highly recommend you go ahead and Google image that one. Uh, you can get the gist of it off of a diagram. I highly recommend just, you know, just getting like a biopic, you know, just getting like a real, a real picture of a real vagina. Um, if it upsets you, I prefer the hairy ones personally. It's, it's, it makes it, uh, you know, a little more nuanced in my opinion. Just all of it is just, you know, it's just a little more elusive. Um, but vaginas are gorgeous. Uh, I I'm just gonna go ahead and put it out there. I identify as a lesbian. Um, I don't experience uh, sexual attraction to men uh, or emotional attraction to men, uh, but I also just objectively find penises to be beautiful. I don't have any issues with penises or testicles. So, um,. I, I, you know, I'm also just really weird, and I think, I think fucking everything's gorgeous. I have spent 20 minutes looking at dandelions. That's something that I've done. So, you know, take, take my opinion with a grain of salt, same way you would anybody else's opinion, but I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there. I think genitalia is fascinating, argumentatively beautiful. Ah, I think my cat's disagrees <laughs> oh, poor kitty don't barf on the shoes don't barf on the go somewhere else don't barf on the shoes okay all right so um genitalia is beautiful vaginas are no exception uh intersex people uh, that have ambiguous genitalia that don't get operated on against their consent, you know, and, uh, and uh, experience all sorts of uh, painful, negative sort of things. Their genitalia is also beautiful. Um, have you seen? Uh, have you seen? Uh, there's a famous uh, uh, sculpture of hermaphroditus or uh, a lounging, sleeping hermaphrodite. I think that's what it is. I know that word is unacceptable. Uh, it's intersex. Don't say hermaphrodite. But this is the the, the sculpture is referred to as this um, beautiful sculpture. Uh, really captures uh, really captures uh, how beautiful and unique uh, gender nonconforming people are. So um, all right, uh, intersex people. Uh, are not always gender nonconforming, but uh, the thing about being a, like a, a true uh, intersex person with uh, ambiguous genitalia is that, uh, you know, uh, so stigmatized, it's important to mention that when you don't cut it up, there's nothing wrong with their junk. All right, continuing. So, um, so we've established that the vagina is beautiful. So I feel like most people are able to eventually successfully find the vaginal hole, you know, like the, the vaginal opening. Um, 
I'm gonna go ahead and say that uh, when somebody tells me that they can't find the clitoris or that uh, you know they can't figure out how to please their girlfriend because they can't find they can't distinguish what a clitoris is I just have a really hard time with that because to me like the opening to the vagina is like kind of harder to find successfully than a clitoris do you know what I mean like if you're digging around in a vagina and you're struggling to find something to me it's like I have a hard time depending on you know what the deal is I have a hard time not accidentally you know going up her butt that's a that's a thing that happens uh, I feel like the opening of the vagina is way harder to find than the clitoris. I feel like the clitoris is really easy to find, but I also, you know, am stuck with the perspective of someone who has feelings attached to the exploration. So, like, you know, as a woman, I find it ridiculous that anybody would have a hard time finding the clitoris because the clitoris feels, like, dramatically different than all of the other parts of all of it that little little button that little bean is completely different than everything else in my experience so and it's my experience with other people too so like you know your labia your vulva your clitoral hood all these things are great but they don't they're not like uh jam-packed with sensitivity in the way that that clit is and it's pretty exclusive to that clip so like you know if you're having a hard time finding the clitoris um maybe you're also having a hard time listening to your partner's sexual cues in general because where that is is going to elicit a completely different response than everything else around it so if she's not responding to what you're doing then you might not really be there um, that being said, you know, lady bits, lady bits are, uh, more subtle than penises. Um, you know, the clitoris gets engorged when it gets aroused, but you don't need to, uh, you don't need to have an erect penis to be able to find that you know arousal like it doesn't need to be that huge to be able to distinguish it you know what i mean uh that being said i have definitely spent a lot of time when i'm tipsy just kind of searching for things that aren't there and uh getting angrily redirected uh my girlfriend can vouch for that there's been a lot of um uh, uh frustrated <laughs> like what are you doing that's not where it is Ugh, why are you doing this like that's that's definitely i've definitely spent um cumulative at least hours at least hours just rubbing the wrong shit so um i sympathize i sympathize with you clitoris not finders but i don't i still don't sympathize with the people who are just like i've never found it i don't think it's there like what the hell um so yeah uh so instead of keeping going with this like step-by-step explanation of different parts i'm going to kind of summarize it up um my girlfriend actually came up with this um probably because she was frustrated with me and it just goes to show i mean 
if a lesbian gets yelled at for not doing it right and not being in the right spot, if you're a man, that should make you feel way better. Like, that should make you feel like, oh, that should just kind of, oof. Everybody can relax, all right? We can all relax now that, that like, you know, somebody who used to masturbate, like, eight times a day as a teenager, like, got a girlfriend way later in life and still can't find her clit when she's had two beers, you know? So, um, all right. So, my girlfriend was, like, looking at this, uh, we got this computer mouse, like a wireless computer mouse, because we're sick of using trackpads. I mean, can, can I get a what, what? Trackpads suck. It's a, definitely a what, what sort of day. Um, and she was like, haha, this, uh, the scroll button on the computer mouse is like, looks just like a clip. And I was like, haha, it does, you know? And then we were like, oh, this whole computer mouse actually looks exactly like, like, lady bits just in general so um you know i don't have any affiliation with this company but if you want to go ahead and just google uh, technet cordless mouse t-e-c-k-n-e-t uh certified frustration free packaging i don't know about that um it's a uh, it looks just regular computer mouse but this is the one i'm looking at so just to be real specific there's a, a scrolly knob there's a left button there's a right button and there's a little, like, flashing light in the middle of it. Um, and it looks like there's little side buttons for your right thumb. Huh. Um, I'm not sure how that factors into the anatomy here. I don't want to get into it. That might be something concerning. But, um, so, picture now. You got your left click button. Get your right click button. These are like, these are like your, uh, these are like your, your labia majora. That's kind of just like the stuff that's right on each side of the clit. You know what I mean? And right below it, like right where your palm would be. So like if you've got your hand on the computer mouse, your left finger is on the left click button and your, your, uh, or sorry, your, your pointer fingers on the left click button your middle fingers on the right click button and in between those two fingers you've got the clitoris and then the little clicky light button it's in the middle you don't really i don't know if it's a button i think it's just a light so right where your palm is is usually about where the opening to the vagina is i can't speak for everybody but i can speak for myself uh i love uh, penetrative stuff, but I'm gonna go ahead and be honest. It doesn't do much for me to rub around the opening there. This is something that I've experienced, uh, uh, with men. They seem to think that that's, that's, like, wonderful. It just feels okay. I mean, it's, I, you know, like, the fact that somebody's fingering me, I get wet, you know, pretty much no matter what. I mean, they, they could, they could have their hands, like, totally outside my body not touch me at all and I'd still be like Ooh, they're talking about fingering me I'm gonna get wet you know that's a, that's we're gonna talk about brains uh mental stimulation here for women here in a bit but you know women exist a lot in our minds just the idea that somebody wants to finger us is usually enough to get us wet uh, if we want them to finger us of course if they if you don't want to be fingered by the person talking about fingering you that's a different sort of feeling makes you really upset but we're talking about consensual situations here so orgasm 
this out. fucking orgasm episode. You know? Like, God damn it. I shouldn't have to talk about consent at all. We're talking about enthusiasm here. We're talking about uh, final lap stuff. You know, I'm not, this is not registration. Alright? Um, okay. So, uh, you've got your left click button, you got your right click button, you got clitoris in the middle, opening the vagina is where your palm is, and like, you know, bottom of your hands where the butthole is, I guess. But it depends on, it depends on the lady. You know, we all got different distances. Um, so, uh, and men too, you know, like the taint is a different length, you know, their buttholes are different distances too, it's not like we're weird. Um, okay. So, the scroll knobby, the scroll knobby in the middle is the clit. That's the most sensation. That's where we get most of the sensation. How much sensation is it, Becky? It totally depends on the lady. So, some people have a huge clitoral hood that protects their clitoris from too much simulation. And the clitoral hood also can uh, get engorged when they get aroused. So, um, uh, if you have a huge clitoral hood, if you have a big clitoris in general, you know, well, you can have a big clitoris and have, a, have no clitoral hood. You can have uh, a huge clitoral hood and a very small clitoris. All different sorts of situations here. Um, but, uh... If you don't have very much clitoral hood, then your clitoris is very exposed. And in my opinion, I think that that's kind of a mixed bag of results. So if you if you Google like uh, clitoral hood, you're gonna come up with some stuff you didn't want to see. You're gonna see a lot of cosmetic-oriented surgery in America about removing the clitoral hood to expose it to uh, quote-unquote more sexual stimulation quote-unquote make it easier to find the thing about it that i don't understand is that it's not easier to find the clitoris with uh with uh with less clitoral hood the clitoral hood makes the 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 the, the clit easy to find in my experience in my experience um so, and also in my experience, as someone who has basically no clitoral hood, I, I can't imagine why anybody would want this. Like, I, I, I like, envy people with clitoral hoods. Because they can take a beating. And they can have way more fun. And there's just general way more fun stuff you can do. Like, a lot of times, it's so sensitive that it's just not enjoyable. Like, it's painful. If somebody goes, if, if somebody, if somebody goes straight for the scroll button and there's no clitoral hood, that person will experience pain, all right? And I'm not just talking about myself. I'm talking about, like, just people. So, um, everybody's scroll button is different. You can't treat all mouses the same because they aren't. Uh, and a big part of that has to do with clitoral hood. So, if, you're, if it's your first time having sex with somebody, you don't know what their preferences are, now you can kind of, kind of, you can't guarantee anything. You can't guarantee anything. You don't know anything about the sexual preferences. You got to communicate with them. You got to talk to them. But also, you can just make some general observations. If they have, if they have a lot of stuff covering their clit, then they're probably going to want a little bit more finger, a little bit more finger, maybe a little bit less, you know, a little more pressure, a little more intensity. All right. If they don't have any clitoral hood, they're not going to want direct 
pressure on that clitoris uh, until it, until they're almost ready to come at best. Maybe never. Probably never. Uh, and the thing about this is that uh, if this is how you, if your partner's very sensitive, uh, I recommend multiple fingers massaging at once instead of one pointed sensation you know what i mean the difference between a poke and a push you know what i mean you can't you uh, poking somebody hurts pushing somebody uh gently can be like you know completely painless so that's what we want we want the you know sort of snowshoe effect so that's what it is snowshoe effect um you can you can uh, soften your impact by just widening your surface area. So if you if you if you were using two fingers, if you were using one finger and it was too intense, it was too direct, just use three, use four even. Use your palm. Use your whole palm. Move all of it around. Um, there's all sorts of different things you can do. Uh, tribbing is another thing you can do. Tribbing is uh, uh, where you... Uh, uh, you just rub your genitals on like somebody's arm, leg, or body part that's like not their like face or their other genitals or their uh, or their hands. You know what I mean? So it's like you're just like you just basically just like dry humping. Um, it's a, like a fancy, stupid lesbian way of saying dry humping. Um, so you don't really want you don't really want um, to just have a default setting for any of this because every individual person that you ever have sex with is going to be completely different and that person that woman is also you know existing on a hormone cycle and she's going to have different preferences at different times um i don't know i listen to a lot of dan savage uh and while i don't agree with like 90 percent of what happens on this show um i I'm mostly just, I get so angry about the different callers they call in. I get so angry about these ignorant, stupid, 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 cisgender, straight guys who have no comprehending. No, they, they have no idea that, that, that their partners are sexual beings. They, they, it just doesn't, they just don't understand it. Um, and uh, one guy was like, um, my girlfriend only likes... Uh, crazy sex like once in a while like every once in a while she'll have like really crazy desires and we'll get to do like everything under the sun but she doesn't really want sex otherwise and the real thing that was going on is that this guy just like basically thinks that the only real type of sex is you know putting his dick inside her that's what sex is so like um penis and vagina everything else is foreplay so if your definition of sex is penis and vagina is sex, everything else is foreplay, then yeah, your sex life's probably gonna suck forever, and I have no sympathy for you, just because your perspective is the problem. Um, if your definition of sex requires penis and vagina, not only is your definition discriminatory towards all homosexual people, it's also discriminatory towards yourself because what the hell i just to me like sex is orgasm so i've come very well very hard very enjoyably 
from all sorts of different types of sex, and they don't have a hierarchy, really. It more has to do with the execution than how we the how we got there. You know what I mean? Um, like, the journey is way more important than the destination. And, uh, I just don't think that, uh, that, uh, having, uh, having a penis or in my situation, I guess it would be dildo in vagina. I, I don't think that a dildo in vagina is something that I would expect to be, like, my definition of what sex is. For, certainly not. Like, dildo, to me... Dildo and vagina, penis and vagina is like, is, is a fun fetishy thing that I occasionally do, you know? So the heterosexual perspective on this is, is really, really small and, uh, uh, just not very well-rounded. So, um, I think right off the bat, I should have done this right at the beginning of the episode, but right off the bat, we have to agree that uh, sex cannot be exclusively reproductive breeder penis and vagina sex. Also, if that's what your definition of sex is uh, and reproductive is part of it, then every time she doesn't get pregnant, you're a dirty sodomy sinner. I hate you. And so does God. And I mean, that's what you believe too, so why are you mad? Okay. Um. All right. So we know that sex is anything that your personal personal definition of sex is, except for something as petty and exclusive as and as petty and as exclusionary as reducing the spectrum of human sexuality to exclusively penis and vagina. At least do everybody the service of including oral as sex. I think everybody can agree that oral sex is invasive enough to be considered sex. Just because it's not the most invasive thing you can do doesn't mean that it's less sex than the, the other thing. Um, if you're in contact with someone's genitals until they climax, that's sex to me. To me, that's what that sex is. Uh, so yeah, nowadays with the, with the modern era, I mean, you know, is Skype sex sex? Maybe. I don't think so. Personally, in my experience, I don't think so. I I have only ever felt terrible after Skype sex. It's all, God, it just makes me feel gross. Makes me feel terrible. But, um, so I don't like it. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't make me excited. And I don't look forward to it at the end of a long day. So, um, I just, uh, I, I disagree that Skype sex is sex, um, but I, I do think that, um, hand jobs are sex. I do think that, um, uh, any physical contact, you know, even, even, uh, I could see a strong argument for, um, mutual masturbation. I could see our, a strong argument for circle jerking being sex. Um, I know that some people would find that to be ridiculous, but, uh, it's my, it's just my own personal beliefs. Um, okay. So now that we know that, uh, clitoral stimulation on its own is sex, 
we can continue talking about it like it is sex. So, um, what's the big deal with clitoral stimulation between like penetrative, penetrative stuff? It's very preference, very individualistic, very preference oriented. So there are some women I know that they like fucking more than everything. They just love penetrative sex, like more than anything. They don't like getting their clits touched. They don't like it on any of that. I've met some women that prefer anal stimulation to other things. I've met some women that can come just from playing with their tits. I read an article about a lady who came riding the train. So much so that she was trying to get treated for it. Because she was like, I can't, I can't go anywhere without coming all the time. Like little vibrations in the train make her orgasm. You know, I think everybody was jealous of her in like the internet world. But they didn't understand that like if you're just coming 24-7, that's fucking painful. It's like exhausting. Like I come once or twice a day and it's like unbelievably exhausting. I can't possibly do any more than that, you know. And uh, on days where I've done more than that, it, like, comes at a cost for, like, energy, for sure. You're just exhausted. Like, you're just depleted. You know, you're like, there's so much fucking dopamine crashing. So many endorphins in your brain. Demolishing all rational, good reason things, you know. It's like, it's just what it is. So, um, Yeah. I don't envy a train orgasm lady. This sounds like a terrible existence. Um, but really challenge, challenge your, challenge what sex is to you. Also, if you're a straight guy listening to this, if you, you know, if all you wanted to do was make out and finger, you'd get laid every day of the week. But when you put the pressure on somebody to get fucked, it's a different thing. You know, it's way more invasive. It's uh, it's very emotionally and psychologically uh, invasive. So um, fingering, not so much. It's great. I understand that some people would use that argument to say that uh, that makes fingering not sex. So to that I say, I don't understand why uh, invasiveness and, uh, uh, you know, sacrifice of, you know, you know, personal, personal, your body is a a necessary part of sex, you know, um, I've only ever heard this argument from straight men. I've only ever heard this argument from straight men. Um, especially straight guys that like don't like blowjobs very much. You know, they just really want to fuck. And um, a lot of the straight guys I've talked to, especially after a couple beers, will say things to me along the lines of like, wow, I didn't know that it, you know, hurt to get fucked for a long time. You know, it's like fucking, of course it hurts to get fucked for a long time. It's a body. And it's not only is it a body, it's genitals in like the most, you're, you're going inside somebody's organs and shit. You know, like fucking is exhausting. It's really tiring to get fucked. So, um, to brings me to my, to brings me to my next point, man, I have a lot of points. 
I'm not covering. I haven't even flipped to the second page. Um, there might just we just gotta have more episodes about this. There's definitely, definitely way more to talk about with this topic uh, than we're gonna be able to get to. So um, remember, in the uh, intersect episode as well as the gender episode, we talk about how when you're a baby. In the when you're when you're a, when you're in the when you're in when you're in your mom's uterus and you're just a little you're just a little like uh, just a little little like amphibian looking thing just a little egg a little sprouted egg you just kind of have tissues that then get uh, saturated with different hormones over time and they turn into either a vagina or a penis and sometimes they kind of get both and they kind of be both you know what I mean so uh, you know when they get when these tissues get a lot of androgens get a lot of testosterone the penis slowly forms in the uterus and continues to form uh, you know for the first what like 13, 14 to 20 years of your life, I suppose. I'm, I'm not sure when the penis stops forming officially. I, I did not grow up with one. Um, but, uh, it doesn't, uh, it's not like, it's not some sort of organ that women aren't born with that men are. I think that that's I think that that's an essential part of our understanding of gender is that uh, you know men have and women have not it's in the Bible you know that's it's a very essential part of our understanding of genitalia is that that is that it's that men have something and that women don't have something it's entirely a false premise uh, they are the same thing as a mountain or a valley or is it, you know the or a trench that's what it is an ocean trench versus a mountain um maybe trenches are different but it's you know so wherever there's a peak there's a trough all right a penis a huge penis is just a really deep vagina a small penis is just a really shallow vagina this this is become this becomes super super obvious when you're talking to trans people. This becomes super super obvious when you're talking to uh, especially uh, uh, male to female trans women. Um, they the, the the best version of the of the gender reassignment surgery is one of the best versions for uh, male to female is where they pretty much. Uh, just kind of turn the penis inside out in itself and put it back inside you and it's a you know it's a vagina with sensation so that's pretty exciting um and a lot of them can experience uh uh you know sexual satisfaction so that's not a hundred percent what uh female genitalia are like though we can all agree um, that's not what our sensations are quite like. That's not what the natural, uh, result is. Also, what I'll say is that who knows what the natural result is because I have, there, I don't think there are two women that are the same sexually. So, um, that's just, 
it's just what it is. I don't think that there are two women that have the exact same uh, sensations, feelings, desires, tendencies, none of it. It's all incredibly individualized. So um, trans people can't be uh, any different. They're, they are all obviously very, very individualized. Um, so um, now that we know a little bit more about the anatomy, now we know a little bit more about uh, all that stuff we just talked about. Like, what the heck? Um, let's talk about uh, how long it takes women to come. This is my personal opinion. I'm going to go ahead and say de facto that all of that is bullshit. Here's why. I I I have definitely uh, orgasmed very 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 quickly, and I'm sure that you have too. Uh, any woman out there who masturbates, uh, it's not that hard. You can make yourself come pretty fast if you're trying to go to sleep. Also, um, I have made my partners come very 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 quickly like against their will like i have i have i have had female partners who come prematurely and uh and uh they just get too excited and it's like it's like we're talking like 30 40 seconds in uh that's happened to me twice so uh the thing about premature uh climax in women is that it is far from being a bad thing you just kind of keep going and just kind of wait a little bit and don't touch her for like five minutes until you can go back in so like it's not any big deal um you know we had plenty to do plenty of other things to do for five minutes uh but my point is is that uh this whole thing where like women take 20 minutes to come men take like five I think that's bullshit. I think that's society. I think that's stereotypes. And I think that that's heteronormative bullshit nonsense. Um, we all have the same tissues with different hormones put in them. I don't think those hormones have much to do with orgasm, though. I'll be honest. I don't think that testosterone makes you come faster than estrogen at all. Um, so I think that uh, I think that women come just as fast as men. I think that men can, can take way too long to come. Um, uh, I had a fr- girlfriend in college who had this boyfriend who would fuck her to death. I'm talking like they would just fuck, 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 fuck. And um, to the point where they discovered that she could have multiple orgasms because he just took so long to come that she'd be coming like five, six times, just squirting all over the place. Just like they'd have to change sheets every single time. Like just like fountain, fountain of youth over here just squirting it out just firing them out it's nuts all right bitch bitch is coming so much because the guy the guy takes like 40 minutes to come maybe he's thinking maybe he takes 40 minutes to come by choice because he's like trying to be some sort of macho man i don't know man if that's how you are all the time then i that's just how you are and if you're that obsessed with being like a like a fuck machine, like if you're that obsessed with being like a Casanova, like squirt monster, like dick covered in cum so much that he just doesn't even know. I don't even, I don't know what's going on, but 
Like, I don't think it's I don't think it's an act. That's my that's my point. I think that guy just I think that guy just takes a while. So um Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and just call bullshit on all this like gendered uh sex function bullshit that makes no sense. Alright? It's anybody that has had sex knows that these rules do not apply unless you choose to make them apply. So if you think this, if you think that, that it takes women 20 minutes to come, then yeah, I'm not surprised that it always takes you 20 minutes to come. But if you don't think that and you're just in the moment and you're just living it and you're just getting your, your, your vibe on and you come in two minutes, it's probably because you're fucking relaxed and you weren't worried about what time it was. So relaxation, I'm going to argue, is way more important than time relaxation is way more important than anything chemistry with your partner is way more important than anything you could be with the wrong person and experience all the right things and none of it's going to work that's the sad truth um if you have a hard time climaxing with the person that you're with it probably doesn't have much to do with uh uh you being broken it probably has a hundred percent to do with there not being a very good match going on. You're not compatible with this person. I'm gonna tell you another obnoxious, annoying personal story. Um, I used to think that I hated kissing because my ex was a fucking horrible kisser. And instead of realizing that my ex was a horrible kisser, I thought that I just hated kissing and that it was my own personal preference that was wrong. Um, because, you know, I'll be honest, I just didn't really know much else. I didn't make out with a ton of people before I dated her, so uh, she was pretty much the only, the, my first in every regard, you know, she was my first to pretty much everything. And I didn't know anything. So I thought I just hated kissing. Uh, I definitely don't hate kissing. I just hate kissing a gross, sloppy asshole who, like, isn't paying attention to what you're doing at all and that uh, you don't have any chemistry with. So, yeah, it's really, really tricky to, uh, it's really, really tricky to, uh, enjoy kissing someone that you don't have any chemistry with. It's really even harder to enjoy fucking somebody you don't have any chemistry with. It took me a year and a half to come when I was with that person. We were together for like four and a half years. Um, and, uh, yeah, as you can guess, the orgasms were not incredible when they did start happening. When the orgasms did start happening, they were still pretty mediocre, despite the fact that they were orgasms. I used to think that I was just like, addicted to porn even though like I literally never watched porn I was like oh like I don't enjoy having sex because I'm addicted to porn even though I literally never watched porn because that was the only way that I could understand what was going on with me I just didn't understand that like sometimes you just straight up don't have sexual chemistry with somebody and you shouldn't be with them and you should stop dating them so that they can stop taking advantage of your emotional uh your emotional gifts all right so besides the point uh make sure that if you are having sex you're passionately enthusiastic about it i know that we're talking about consent all the time nowadays i don't think that consent should be the conversation that we should that we should that we should be having i think i think passion and uh uh 
uh, enthusiasm and uh, uh, you know love is what we should be talking about not uh, consent if if you're confused about whether or not someone is consenting um, I just can't imagine that the sex was good so we should probably be teaching good sex not just sex uh, and the thing about that that makes people so angry is that that in, implies that women have to enjoy sex and that implies that men making women have sex that they don't enjoy are bad people <gasps> it's even worse I know it's bad it's rough I should, I'm so mean to men I'm so mean to them I'm so mean they're stupid alright I'm sorry they don't deserve, they don't deserve, they don't deserve sympathy with this. They have, uh, dick whipped all of human nature since eternity. Alright? It's fucking our turn. This is some nonsense. So, we really need to talk about, uh, like, techniques. Um, all sorts of different, uh, ways to make women come uh, g-spot stuff a-spot stuff uh, clitoris stuff squirting not squirting we need to talk about all these topics I would love some 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 collars for that and I would also love uh, just uh, some comments in general I need collars I need comments I think we're gonna have a whole part two at least just about uh, techniques, experiences, uh, different types of climaxes. Doesn't that sound fun? Oh, it sounds so fun. Alright, there was like 500 other things we had to talk about. Um, as I said, there's a whole page I didn't even get to. It's already an hour, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. We have to talk about fems soon. There needs to be a fem episode. And uh, we also have to talk about um, uh, more of this. Oh my gosh. There needs to be like a hundred more episodes about this. Okay. That's it. I appreciate it. Y'all are very, very attractive. Get out there and make some females come. And make sure that, uh, yeah, that they're, they're enthusiastic about it. That's the first step. All right. Ta-ta for now.